0: This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, And I've been trying to keep up the pattern here, going to for Tuesday. The PFF episode with John Costco is now out and up. Uh, you know, uh, I like to get with Pete here. There's always some work to be done and some stuff to fit in between, like the way the schedule they give us here and they want us to do it. At the network, I have zero issues with it, but there's always that room, I feel, for a little bit more of an earlier-in-the-week show. And we're going to get to that here with Browns Maven through SI, Pete Smith. And it's kind of been a culmination of the Austin Corbett trade, the Jannard Avery trade, the ultimate release of Antonio Callaway. So this is something we we kind of wanted to get to, and now Pete, obviously, with a little bit more freer of a schedule, We're going to get to that. So, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories, all things Cleveland Brown-wise for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Pete, we love mock drafts. We love drafts. What does that also entail is sometimes you can go back and kind of redraft. So, that's kind of what we're going to do here, folks. We're going to go back to 2018. And this was John Dorsey essentially taking over Sashi Brown's kitchen his ingredients, uh, he, what he put together, where it is now, what we – some things that I liked, some things that I know Pete strongly liked, and we'll kind of put it all together and see, you know, it's a little bit of a what could have been, so to speak. Uh, Pete, look, we'll start off with a bang. Um, you know, there were other quarterbacks I liked, and I remember you were in Mobile, And I said, look, the only thing I want to hear, Pete, and because he had been a little bit in and out of Mobile as far as his schedule there with, you know, Baker was dealing with some issues with his mom at the time. I said, Pete, just tell me his hands are big enough. Just tell me he's north of six feet and I'll I'll be okay. I'll sign off on this. We finally got that. Uh, First overall, 2018, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. Pete, look, even if this year isn't, you know, a little bit of the blooms off the rose that was there last year. We're not looking back here. We're not looking back one Iota.
1: No, and he's gotten better the past couple of weeks, uh, since the bye week. Things have been better. Uh I think there's still significant room for him to keep growing. But uh that is that is what you want to see, uh, from him. You certainly want to see uh the rest of the season him continuing to get better, uh and and grow and and hopefully along with the rest of the offense, they 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 make, give you reason to believe that if they take care of the things they should in the off season, that they're going to be, you know, where they, where where many believed they could be this year. Uh, so, I, I'm you know I'm cautiously optimistic on that front. Uh, you know, I thought the Steelers game, he had some really nice drives, some really nice moments, uh, but I thought consistency was lacking, and hopefully that's where we keep going. But that's uh, you know, one, the only only the one interception against the Patriots, which it was to Lawrence Guy on the shuffle pass where shovel pass where uh somebody was not supposed to be pulling, uh <laughs> and there was supposed to be a guard I am assuming a down blocking guard if nothing else, uh, that you know, had had a, a pinching DN get basically hit in the stomach with the ball and intercepted it. But other than that, he's clean on the sheet and that standpoint and he's thrown Uh, I think, what, six touchdowns in those four games. And they've won, obviously, two of them, the last two. So it's heading in a better direction. He's doing better things in the pocket. and He's throwing with better mechanics. So hopefully that's uh, an indication that, you know, the, the worst is sort of behind us.
0: And the other thing with this, though, is, and maybe with, you know, some cleaned up play over the last few weeks, and Pete, you and I always use this, you know, jokingly term a bunch, you know, go get some BP in. He's about to get some BP in here over these last six games. And wherever the final record of 19 takes it, you know, hopefully should be walking out of here feeling pretty good about himself and, you know, then address what needs to be addressed roster wise, team wise, coach wise, whatever's going to be done. But you want to get him out of here. Certainly on a high note, even if that means, if it means a January game all the more better, but uh, maybe a chance to fatten up here over the next couple of weeks for, Number six, Baker Mayfield. Number four overall was property of the Houston Texans. Uh, that season, Deshaun Watson started off having a fantastic rookie year for the Houston Texans. Played a magnificent game at Seattle versus Russell Wilson. Early week of practice, a couple days in, the next week, Deshaun Watson, terrible news, ACL. The only thing that was good, and look, everybody was on the Deshaun Watson train. Everybody was enjoying it. All right, here's yet another new quarterback in this league who looks like he can play. The only people that that injury benefited were the Cleveland Browns. That pick eventually became fourth overall. You referenced this last night, Pete. This really wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it was, it would have been really epically hard to screw this one up. Because you go to the list of players afterwards and, you know, you get to Bradley Chubb, had a fantastic rookie year, sadly the ACL this year. Quentin Nelson, uh, keg stand celebration yesterday. You're talking about a guy with the potential, you know, Quentin Nelson, you know, this can just continues like it's going to. Talking about a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer at guard. You weren't taking Josh Allen. You already had, (laughs) you already had a quarterback in, we weren't taking Josh Allen. Roquan Smith, uh, for the most part, it's been good. There's some questions about what exactly is going on with him. Mike McGlinchey, not bad. Josh Rosen, hmm. Mika Fitzpatrick. But for the most part, any one of these names, Pete, would have gotten the damn job done. Don't want to discount Denzel to this point. Uh, you know, it, it seems like he's rebounding. I do love the fact that here's a guy who's your number one quarterback, will sell out in trying to block kicks, could have gone any one of a myriad of ways. Um, part of it, you know, you keep the Ohio, Ohio kid in here, and this had been part of it. Oh, no, they don't draft Ohio State players. Number four, overall Denzel Ward.
1: Well, I mean, given what they're doing on defense, uh, you know, the, my, my top corner was Jerry, Jerry Alexander. And I would have picked
0: our top corner, Pete.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if, if, if we're going based on hindsight here, uh, then I would say the Browns would be better off. With Jairie Alexander, uh, that doesn't mean Denzel Ward isn't a very very good player. It's just
0: at the time, though, Wilkes wasn't here either. So, but go ahead.
1: No, that, and that's the thing. You, you know, again, if you're using hindsight now, uh, the bronze would be better off with Jairie Alexander simply because he's got more uh, off coverage uh, grooming and, and and those type of things. And he's been great for the Packers. He's a little bit bigger, uh, but he's been f- fantastic for them. So, if you're looking at it now. Uh, that would certainly be the pick, if you know, but you could also you can make an argument for uh, uh, a number of players at that spot. But, but right now, I would say Jairi would, would be your, your, your win, which, again, this only goes to show you how difficult this pick would have been to screw up.
0: It, it was, you know, there was a plethora, so to speak, of talent there. Um, and, you know, other than Ward's injury and, you know, you know, obviously, you know, some of the injuries is rookie year with the tackling, but looks a little thicker this year and uh, starting to come on. Uh, it's you're OK with it. You are 33 overall Browns after one night off. You go back, you re- shuffle your board. You've got the first pick coming up. You've got anybody you want that's left. Anybody that's available. Whether it's Will Hernandez, whether it's a Nick Chubb, Darius Leonard, Cortland Sutton, Harold Landry, Pete Boy, Mike Gizeki, Mike Gizecki, Carryon Johnson, Dante Pettis, who I have no idea what's going on in San Francisco, and very well may be available this offseason. Josh Jackson, cornerback out of Iowa. He already went corner. All of these names. They went back. Pete sat down, spent all this time. They ended up selecting Austin Corbett out of Nevada, who here we are, not even two years later, is just a memory.
1: Yeah, they draft a guy who couldn't play, um, and obviously, you know, at the time, uh, I, I, I was firmly on the uh, Harold Landry bandwagon. Uh, he's, either, he's my fourth or fifth best player in the entire class, um, and he's been great. Uh, he's, he's, uh, I guess there were concerns about his back or something, um, but he's got, I think, unless, you know, the last I looked, he may have had something on Sunday. Uh, he has seven sacks. He's their best pass rusher. He's, uh, he's been tremendous for them, but, uh, you know, it's another situation where he's really difficult to miss. Uh, you could have taken Will Hernandez who would be the right guard right now. Uh, you could have taken Connor Williams who I thought was a tackle but is a contributing guard for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mike Gisecki, uh is, is apparently some regarding the best offensive player on the Dolphins at this point. Cortland Sutton is very good. Uh, there were just a lot of players that you could have taken here and even at the time it, it wasn't that Austin Corbett was necessarily a bad prospect. Um, he actually has the athletic traits that suggest he could be good. It's just he was so much lower, at least on my board, and I know a lot of other people felt that way uh, for that. Um, and I actually had him, you know, as a center prospect as opposed to a guard and certainly on a tackle. Uh, so that, you know, that that is the big, you know, big meatball hanging out there for John Dorsey is it, it felt – too cute at the time um they could have gotten guys who were more uh specific to uh, it, one position and it felt like they took a guy they thought could sort of fill in somewhere i you know when they drafted him i thought he was ultimately going to be uh they, they had him pegged as the the right guard replacement for kevin Settler at the time that is apparently what they were trying to do and here we are you just can't play now he's the starting left guard uh pressed into duty for the Rams. Uh, they've got like three rookies starting on that front, um, and maybe yeah, explains and, why they're
0: not doing so well.
1: <laughs> and and the uh, and the Browns got you know I'm I'm happy they got something for him because he he was so bad uh, at this point maybe it'll work out but a, a 2021 fifth round pick um, is is where what what you were able to get back for him.
0: Uh, and if you just look at this on the surface here, you know, for what their needs were at the time. Look, and they had what you know figure eighteen hours, maybe to sit down and think about this. their biggest needs at the time were they didn't have Des Harrison, they didn't have Greg Robinson. Your biggest needs at the time were left tackle. I'll give them a pass here there there just simply was not the guy here. there was not one that dude did not exist here um and but you had already been to this point where you knew your interior was going to be. Betonio, Corbett, Zeitler. Uh, There was a lot of talk that John Dorsey wasn't uncomfortable with the amount of money that was tied up in the interior of the offensive line. That's fine. But maybe you didn't need to draft a guy who was not going to be part of your 2018 2018 team at 33 overall. Harold Landry, Pete. we did plenty of speaking on it where we would have been, you know, regardless of what the injury was, and look, that was kept – pretty quiet for the most part of why he slid there was some sort of injury concern we were pretty we were pretty comfortable taking Harold Landry at four for god's sakes so right he was right there your your needs were pass rusher and offensive in left tackle we'll give you the pass because the left tackle wasn't there but your next biggest need you just completely ignored and went after it a little bit later
1: yeah, so again, if you if you we're saying take a tackle, I thought Connor Williams was your best bet there. Ultimately, he's been a guard. I don't know if he couldn't play tackle for the Cowboys, but they have him at left guard, and he's a starter and one of the best offensive lines in the league. So again, it just it never made sense to me. He was like 21 at the time, super young, had all the athletic traits, could grow into something, and you had time to sort of groom him, and you didn't get you didn't do it.
0: Or I mean, you know, and again, you could have if you went guard, you still had the Joel option, perhaps, but that was something they've didn't pursue and still have yet to pursue. Thirty-five overall, Pete. This is one where you and John Dorsey sit down, shake hands, and say, "Okay, this one I'm okay with." And as we talk about this here, again, this is less than two years where Nick Chubb has been a Cleveland Brown. You and this is with. The blatant audacity and stupidity of just not playing him until October 21st of 2018 as he's starting running back. 2K in the house already for Mr. Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah, uh, and I know somewhere uh, Duffin is is screaming that this isn't a great pick. Uh,
0: <laughs> especially, especially
1: Jack. Run deck. And I can sympathize in certain respects. Uh, there are better values you can get out of that, but obviously, Harold, uh, that uh, Nick Chubb is great. Uh, he's been everything you want him to be at that position. So you know that's one of those where if he's bad, it's just a disaster because it's a position that doesn't uh, tend to retain much value and isn't something you generally want to sign to a second contract, which is the the, the argument against it. And and I can sympathize with it with it. But he is great. Um, so even if he's only here for four years, that's ultimately what they decide to do with him, he is fantastic. Uh, but I, I can at least listen to arguments for other guys. But I'm certainly not going to be upset with, with how it worked out uh, because he's great. He's exactly what, you know, the type of person you want in the locker room in, in terms of everything else. And obviously, right now he's the best player on the bronze offense.
0: Zero, you know, you have zero issues with the pick, and there was, you know, there was talk you know before that second and third round Friday night that there were a couple of teams who still had Nick Chubb as a guy who was a first round grade i've heard that the browns were one of them and it just didn't come to fruition obviously with their two picks early but they were more than ecstatic that that pick you know unfolded at you know at 35 like it did and you look at Nick and kind of the no nonsense not really much of a talking guy you can probably, even if you're not sure on the rumor, you can kind of put it together that the Browns are one of those teams that truly valued Nick as a first round prospect. Uh, we're going to get to something here uh, and then we'll get, you know, start kicking it into the third round. Pete may hang himself. Let's hope not for that, though, guys. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash, whether it's franchise, whether it's local. Most everybody is affiliated with DoorDash right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no space, to get your first order of $15 or more. Get a $5 break off of that, whether it's Google, whether it's Apple, go ahead, check out DoorDash. Like I said, download the app, get yourself a little bit of savings. We appreciate the folks over at DoorDash for their sponsorship here at Locked on Podcast Network. Pete, we get now to the third round. Pick 67. And this is maybe where, Pete, it started to unravel, if not, it was the Corbett pick. Uh, You look here, um, Fred Warner out in San Francisco. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Derek Nande, screaming our heads off, Pete, about the need of interior defensive line play. Uh, Some clown who started a brawl on a Thursday night game went 76 overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 78 overall, recently released from the Cleveland Browns, Malik Jefferson from Texas. But Pete, at pick 67, your boy, your dude, your favorite DJ, Chad Thomas.
1: Right, so this pick is a disaster, uh, at this point. <laughs> um, it, it, it's frustrating on a number of levels because there's a lot of guys out there that have been better. Uh, I know Ohio State people are screaming for Sam Hubbard. Okay, wasn't, my, wasn't wasn't my guy, but I get it. I, I actually had Harrison Phillips here, um, who was a really good, had a really nice rookie year for the Bills. Uh, started out really well this year, and then had a season-ending injury to be a nose guy. But if you're saying I could go back and get anyone, I mean, Justin Reed, uh, again, yep. at the time you didn't know Peppers wasn't going to be here, uh, but he's been great uh, for the Houston Texans for strong safety. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Fred Warner, who's been fantastic. Uh, the other guy that, that screams out and was a guy that I was very, very high on and kept talking about since he and uh, Baker Mayfield had such tremendous chemistry at the senior bowl was Michael Gallup. Uh, who's, you know, been been great uh, for uh the Dallas Cowboys. Mark Andrews is in there, uh, who's been very good for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, there's just a lot of players that have been really effective, and you know, the Le- has got Chad Thomas, which isn't really cutting it.
0: Look, and that's even the thing. And that, like you brought up, you know, oh, you didn't know Peppers was going to be here. Oh, and you brought in Randall or whatever. But this was the whole point of the Sashi plan go out and get everybody. Who cares if you're three, four, five deep at a position? Eventually, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And if the player who's only making three million is a little bit less of a player who's now looking for nine million, you guess what? You cut ties with the guy for $9 million, and then you go fill in behind the guy who's making $3 million. That was the point of it all. Was you had, it, it was get all the talent in here with the understanding eventually you weren't going to be able to keep everybody. But eventually these younger guys who you had a lot of faith in and you thought were really talented who weren't playing a huge role were now going to graduate towards a huger role. And there's the disappointing of it. Disappointing continue Pete round four and Pete I remember us sitting there this day on Twitter and it kept coming and coming Browns are on the clock Browns are coming up here pick 105 he matched the John Dorsey bingo card of everyone says don't touch him and John Dorsey says oh yeah I'm the smartest guy in the room and look guys we're having a little fun with this and this is part of it uh look this product Feeds Pete, feeds me. So we're having some fun with it. Please take this entire point of this in that respect. So pick 105 comes off. Chris Herndon, it's been a mess in year two. It was a promising year one. Uh, Nick Nelson, interesting player to this point. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, one who screams to me, he didn't get originally invited to the Senior Bowl. He was at the Shrine game. He crushed the Shrine game. They gave him the opportunity at the Senior Bowl. He did even better at the Senior Bowl than he did at the Shrine game. But with pick 105 in the fourth round, the Cleveland Browns selected Antonio Callaway.
1: Right. Uh, you now This is a pick that, that just seemed like it was going to be a disaster from, from the word go. The worst part was, is you saw it coming from a mile away. Right. Uh, you know, failed any number of drug tests at, at Florida, uh, was ultimately had to be sat down for an entire year, um, which, uh, you know, ruled not responsible in a Title IX court for sexual assault, uh, claiming that he was too high to have sex with anyone. And he was also allegedly part of a, credit card fraud scheme um, to buy uh, stuff from the bookstore, some of which the players then sold, whether Callaway was one of the ones who sold or not is unclear, but they came to some weird uh, agreement with the school. So he didn't actually get charged with that. Nevertheless, a uh, wholly unreliable human and the Browns took him anyway, even after he then failed the idiot test of the combine, um, which made it, you know, that much more frustrating uh and then they said he was on a zero tolerance policy which was way more than zero um <laughs> and still fun through all of it and you know that's that's what it was um if you're looking at uh why initially wanted at the time i went with micah kaiser uh who is on the rams as a depth guy, hasn't really done much to this point. If you're looking at it with 2020 hindsight, it's actually a more difficult, uh, round than some of the others. Uh, but if you have the hindsight, uh, the, the guy who would automatically would, would jump out at you would be Will Disley, yep. um, the tight end from Washington, uh, was signed, was drafted largely as a blocking tight end at the time. And then, you know, became one of the most efficient tight ends in the league. Obviously. Uh, went out for the year with an injury against the Browns. Uh, it's it, incidentally, Jordan Whitehead was picked in that round too uh, by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Avante Maddox has been was pretty successful for the Philadelphia Eagles early. You know, it's it's not a great round. And Micah Kaiser incidentally was picked in, in the uh, fifth round, as opposed to that round. Uh, that's how little I thought of it at the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just not great. Uh, and obviously, you know, you bet on him and he burns you and you wasted a lot of time and energy on it.
0: And for me, um, you know, uh, my guy from Florida state, Josh sweat, um, the question had been, you know, the biggest question for him in that draft process was with the devastating knee injury, he served, you know, he, uh, endured as a senior in high school. What was the length of his career? His combine was utterly freaking ridiculous. It's like one of the ones that people will still talk about to this day. His tape, his final year in Tallahassee, was through the roof. Uh, you know, D line play, D line play. So it was good. You want D line play? Then we get here to the fifth round. Now, Pete, we'd spent a lot of time on him. Um, just so everybody knows, Pete, Jannard Avery for you was a top. How high prospect? Uh, I had him in my top 50 of, of targets for the Browns. Yes, top 50. So this was a almost a makeup of some bad picks. Uh, around here and even looking at some of these names, and, you know, it's never a question of, you know, it's never a question of Jannard Avery. It's a question of the fact that you put Scheme, and some of this nonsense over player and results. And look, the pick may end up being a little bit higher than what you spent on it. And then you look right now with where your DN room situation is. Um, and having talked with John Costco a little earlier tonight, thus far, his PFF grade as a Philadelphia Eagle is 84.5. Jannard Avery was a great pick. Maybe one they just didn't have enough patience with, Pete.
1: Sure, uh he's great and he I think to this point is other than Maurice Hurst maybe, uh and obviously he had his own questions with with his heart. Um I think it's safe to say that Genard Avery is the best pick of that round to this point. Um, Jalen really Samuels
0: to... is doing a couple of things. He didn't have the impact that Avery had as a rookie. Uh, Look at over the rest of it. I mean, whew, I mean, a bunch of tight ends who, if they're playing on game days, I'm not no- noticing by any means whatsoever. Jordan Lashley was a guy I liked. He, you know, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. I know he's certainly not a Raven anymore. Jordan Wilkins, the Colts had two 100 yard backs yesterday. He wasn't one of them. God. And, well, no, I
1: was. I mean, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is the receiver of the Packers, who's got a thousand yards so far with the Packers and and that group. Um, obviously, he's been very successful. But yeah, it's just it's it's not a great uh, group, and maybe there's still some guys coming on. Uh, but at least to this point, I think Avery is the best of the bunch.
0: Uh, just another interesting thing here in round five, as was round three, there was Malik Jefferson, who was, a, you know, a initial round of roster cuts part of the Labor Day pickup for the Browns. And the 166 overall pick at Virginia Tech, Wyatt Teller, who is the current Browns starting right guard. So, uh, you know, just fun to do this. We're going to get to the last couple of rounds here. Uh, guys, my favorite Day of the year is coming a week from Thursday. Thanksgiving. MyBookie.ag. It's a great day for them. It's a great day for everybody. Food, family, booze. Sit down. You got three games. All unopposed. One after another. Bet them individually. Bet them as a parlay. Fantasy players. Over, under. Bet on that. Look, get. You're going you're gonna to overindulge in everything else that day. So why not overindulge in a little cash with some football? MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. We roll on in here, Pete, to the sixth round. At the time, not much was known about him. Some names around, you know, Duke Edge of Four, it was a shame, was a player who was suffering. Yeah, it was suffering from injuries. John Kelly out of Tennessee, who I loved, just recently released from their roster. Maybe either they're hoping to get him back on the practice squad. Uh, Dion De- uh, Kane from Clemson was coming back off a horrific injury. He's now on their practice squad. Not much here in a lot of these names. You know, Sam out of Arizona State had a ton of tackles. Pick 175 overall. Damian Ratley. Um, and you got to think at this point, you know, his role is there as far as what he is as a special teamer. It certainly gives you some pause and hesitation that Hodge was given an opportunity that he wasn't. Damian Ratley.
1: So right now, he has more receiving years than anybody else picked in the round. So that's, that's something. Um, at the time, I I, I opted for uh, Zach uh, Seiler, Seiler um, who went in the seventh round of the Ravens. He's currently, I think, a practice squad guy or depth or whatever he did. He's not playing, but he's still there. Um, round six didn't do a whole lot for me uh, at the time. I really did like Christian Sam, who's on the Patriots practice squad at the moment. Uh, other than that, there's not a... Not much, I'm sort of looking at. Uh, uh, this Jamil's... round,
0: exa- I mean, there. this round, there was not much.
1: Yeah, uh, J- Jamil Demby is playing for the Rams at times as a swing tackle guy. I don't think he's very good, but he's there. Um, uh, the guy who's – there are a couple guys I like. Um, or I'm sorry, uh, Ratley does not lead the round in receiving yards. It actually goes to a guy I didn't really like, uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, who was picked up by the Packers in that draft. His brother
0: at USC is damn good.
1: Yes. Uh, so he's sort of hanging out. I think he got hurt again with the Packers, but he's been able to do some things when he's gotten on the field, but that's been the whole issue. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, it's uh,
0: pretty slim here. And they close out, and there was no seventh-round pick in 2018. They close it out, and let's just make sure we got this. Our ducks in a row here. Cornerback, and at, you know, at the time, Pete, you know, with they had brought in Carey, they had brought in Mitchell, they had a type, they had a type of cornerback, and this brought in Simeon Thomas, and again, this was you know, and at the time, you know, a little bit of Simeon Simeon Thomas, I go to Google. Simeon Thomas had some issues in college, no doubt about it. Um, He was here for the summer. I remember Seahawks took him, threw him on a practice squad, which made sense because of what they value in corner. Where in the hell Simeon Thomas is right now? I couldn't tell you. Simeon Thomas at number, I believe it was 186 overall. 188 overall.
1: Yeah, uh, Simeon Thomas uh, was overaged uh, because he struggled academically. Um, his production was fine. His athletic traits were okay. I didn't see much point in it. I didn't like his tape very much. Uh, I actually I, I, I wanted uh, Richie James, the receiver, out of uh, Middle Tennessee State, uh, yep. who's super, super productive.
0: Being who's the Thomas, guy who's currently taking the snaps from Dante Pettis? Yes.
1: Yeah, he's uh, got a little under 300 receiving yards. He's got a touch- couple touchdowns, and he's also their punt return. He's pretty damn good at it. Uh, other guys in this round, let see, is anyone Where it? I, I think Zaire Franklin was a guy I liked. He hasn't done much. Uh,
0: seventh of- round, oh. 232, Pete, your boy from Cal. Oh, James Looney.
1: Yeah, I did like James Looney. And then there's this really slow, tight end looking guy. He apparently got hurt on Sunday. Uh, He's got one touchdown so far in his
0: career. Auden Tate. Huh? You're talking about Bengals wide receiver one right now? Auden Tate? Is that what he
1: is? He's got one touchdown so far.
0: Well, 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 well. Um, and you know, and I still remember those and the jokes of as Alden Tate finished his 40 yet. Oh God, that was fun. Um, but Pete, go ahead here, size it up. Um, this, I'll be honest. I mean, if you had manipulated this draft correctly, you maybe didn't necessarily need to go to the Giants and take away Olivier Vernon and take away Odell Beckham cost yourself Jabril Peppers, cost yourself Kevin Zeitler. A lot of meat was left on this bone here in this 2018 draft by the Browns front office.
1: Right. Uh, Or at the very least, if you did do some of those things, you'd have a lot more uh, talent uh, on this group. Obviously, if you get Harold Landry, you're in better shape up front. Maybe you don't go for Vernon, or maybe you do, and just have three guys who can go kill the quarterback. Or you don't Um, do Chad
0: Thomas, and you still draft Gennard Avery, and it looks really freaking good right now.
1: Yeah, if you get a guy like Michael Gallup, there's no one's asking about wide receiver three anymore. Um, you know, some of those things are just really irritating because they weren't. You know, again, uh, I'm. You know, as people love to point out, I- I'm not a GM. I'm just a insert whether it's writer, high school coach, whatever. I'm not supposed to be doing better than the guy who's actually running the team, and yet, on first guessing. I did better than him, which is my whole concern uh, with John Dorsey is that, you know, at times they get too cute and uh, too many other things. They just don't need to do. At the end of the day, I I don't interview very many of these guys or, you know, even if I do, it's mostly cursory. Uh, I just focus on athletic, productive guys who uh, I I, I try to avoid uh, drafting shitheads and, Yeah, they seem to be working out better than than the actual strategy employed. So take that for whatever it's worth. But that's where I'm sort of looking at this and going, you know, one, John Dorsey should have done better. And two, he really needs to do a lot better this coming year. Otherwise, the Browns are in danger of of blowing the window they have.
0: Blowing the window. I mean, it's going to be boarded up. Um, guys, look, you know, so part of this is certainly done with a little ton- tongue in cheek because, you know, a lot of it comes into hindsight. Um, but as you, you guys know, and you guys who have been lifers since, you know, I've been handling this show for two years and Pete's been along for the ride for most of it is we enjoy this process. We put a lot of freaking effort into it. This isn't, you know, something we just kind of like, you know, moonlight and we throw out, you know, some nonsense here and there, uh, some things to come away with. If you've got two players that you really like and you know one may have had some splashes in college, one really didn't, but both are really, really good athletes and they're similar athletes, bank on the guy who showed up every day. Bank on the guy who was, you know, played week in, week out. There's a lot to take away from, you know, when you do an exercise like this is, what did you gamble on? You gambled on Austin Corbett, you didn't know exactly what he was. That's where it bitch in the ass. He gambled on Antonio Callaway to resurrect his entire life at 21, 22 years old, taking him out of the state of Florida, putting him in Cleveland, Ohio, where he essentially knew nobody, hadn't played football for a year because of his own issues. Maybe, you know, you look at it, maybe it was a recipe for failure, some of these things. And You know, you can do this with every draft. If you guys like this, we'll go back and do it for a couple others. Whatever. Pete and I don't mind doing shows, but you know, part of it's fun, part of it's tongue in cheek, and part of it is is you know you get aggravated that you missed out on some better opportunities, and especially with the way this was created under the Sashi Brown model, it was you know, if they get too expensive, they can go because we've kind of we've been ahead of this. In filling the hole already,
1: yeah. Uh, look again. You call it luck. You call it whatever you want. I'm giving you a pretty basic formula, and I'm not suggesting that's the only way to do it. It just happens to be doing better than the guy who's actually running the team right now. Um, but yeah, it, again, it just comes down to that. You should have done more with an unprecedented draft haul, a, a load of of uh, assets you had that 35. year, and that does not include the fact that you traded. A uh, third round pick for 10 quarters of Tyrod Taylor, and you traded fourth round pick uh, along with a seventh in a future year for Jarvis Landry. And, uh, you know, obviously one of those did not work, and there's, uh, I guess, polite disagreement about the, uh, the effectiveness of the other. But just you had all these draft assets, and the ones you hit on were first pick, fourth pick, and 35th pick, which are the ones you're supposed to hit on. And you missed on 33rd, two third round picks, a fourth round pick. Uh, a fifth round pick by your own choice and two six round picks well maybe we'll see what Bradley can do, but uh at least one six round pick and you got nothing to show for it and it's not even a year and a half, i mean it's twenty months, and
0: half that draft class is gone and maybe there'd be more to this Pete if this team was eight and two seven and three even six and four, you'd be like, all right, whatever, you know, you shot some tharts in the air, not everything hit, but you know, if you're not going to make the playoffs this year, which is an extreme possibility right now, there's the thought of, well, you know, at least you had a whole bunch of young players in fold. Apparently Simeon Thomas is a Washington Redskin. So there's that. So I wanted to go ahead and check that out. Uh, guys, this is something we've been meaning to do. And look, you know, anytime any here, he, he laughed. He was laughing tight. So, you know, anytime we can get in stuff in draft stuff. Some stuff to break up with the monotony. We get to have a little fun. You guys get a great show from us. Uh always appreciate you guys for being along for the ride here. So uh Brown's Maven through SI. Check out Pete, all the fantastic work. Him and you know, his little crew we're doing over there now, as there's you know, a couple, of, you know, it's not just Pete, a couple of other guys. Brandon Little, I forget the name of the other one. I apologize. Pete, name.
1: John Stevenson.
0: John Stevenson. and John. putting out, you know. What's up, Sean? Um, Stevenson. I apologize. Um, as they're you know starting to put to you know their little stamp on it and you know, doing a fantastic job over there, killing it with the content, make sure you check it out at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're following over there, of course, as always at locked Browns. Follow back account DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore uh, under, uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. You know, the DMs are open, guys. If you need anything, funnel to me anything you want to put on the show. It's always more than welcome. I appreciate it. Makes it easier. If I if I would know what you guys want to hear, it makes it that much easier to put it into a show and get to it. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the L L B. Let's go, Browns.